This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plan. Get the home field advantage with health care coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Mike Keith with Amy Wells. Amy Wells, welcome back to the OTP. How are you? Mike Keith, that open was like extra broadcasty. It made me smile a little bit. It felt like football season. So I've had some practice this week. I did four hours on 104.5 on Thursday afternoon, and I've been doing I've been doing a lot of radio lately. So I'm kind of in uh, radio mode. I'm it's July, and I'm getting there. I'm beginning to uh, work on emoting, enunciating. <laughs> Well, you're in regular season form. I mean, you well, sound you. like November, Mike Keith. Well, thank you. I'll take, I think <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. December's when it dropped off. It has been a newsy week. When the calendar turned to July, we knew some things would start to happen because this is training camp month. And the, the plan has been all along that training camp would start for the National Football League on time. And that's still the plan. As we speak on the OTP right now, that is still the plan. Many people have wondered, why did the Titans make an announcement about tickets this week for season ticket members? Why are other teams making announcements? Why are some teams able to be more specific than others? And it's just the NFL at this point, which has had time, because all this started in March and we weren't playing any games. So we've had time. Now time is up, basically. Right. We've reached the point where deadlines are becoming more of a reality. I mean, back in March and April, beyond the draft, it kind of felt like teams had some wiggle room. Now we've got to hit the pavement a little bit. We're getting to the point where training camp is going to start. And People need information, whether it be players, coaches, team staff, and fans. People need to know what's coming up. And so the league is starting to unveil some of those things, is kind of starting to feel out some new policies. But the wrench in all of that is that the world continues to change. We are living in a time when there's new information every single day. And so everything is very fluid right now. And you're getting information and then you kind of feel like, ooh, what's gonna happen? So it's just, everybody is in a weird spot right now, but getting some solid information is very helpful. It is helpful because I think outside of the obvious sickness, the worst part of this for everyone has been the uncertainty. Mm -hmm. The term, I don't know, has driven everybody crazy. I mean, my wife works in a school, and she's dying to hear something. My son is in college. He's dying to hear something. My daughter works in Seattle. I mean, obviously, that's a, that's a whole different world from what we have in Nashville. And then for where we are in the NFL, in our jobs like other people's jobs, the I don't know thing and the frustration of the uncertainty, it's driving everybody crazy. And I think we've had to give each other grace all over the country to say, I get it. I get why you're frustrated because not knowing stinks, especially if you're people and you're like me, you like to make a plan. I love to make a plan. I say, make a plan, execute the plan. Right now you can't do that. Right. 
period. For people who plan, Mike, you're a planner. I'm a crazy planner. It makes things very complicated because my brain wants to put everything in order and we can't do that right now. But Mike, why don't we take a minute and focus on what we do know. For people who haven't heard about what the Titans announced regarding tickets and stadium, run through what we do know. Okay, so this is what came out on Monday. And this is not necessarily taking you behind the curtain, but it's sort of giving you a little more context. And I know many of the people who subscribe to the OTP are season ticket members, so you're probably wondering. The team got with Metro last week. And understand that for all the NFL teams, as it is right now, the NFL is not going to make some ruling about what you can and can't do as far as fan base. That's going to come from the municipalities and from the states. So everybody's in a different boat. The league talked to Metro last week and came away with a lot of information, but they knew for sure, to your certainty point, we are not going to be able to fill Nissan Stadium. No way. We're putting 69-143 in Nissan State. Now, what do we know about that? We don't. We're not there yet. We're going to get something, I think, later this month about the preseason. And then I think we'll get something taking us further that could be the same or could be different for the regular season. But I think we'll hear about capacities in the next few weeks, and it could be all at once for regular season or preseason, or it could be preseason first, and then regular season sometime in August. So when the team got this information, they made the decision that other teams have made, which is they are going to allow you to roll your season tickets to 2021. Listen carefully to this. If you are a season ticket member, your PSL rolls to next year. You lose nothing. You don't have to be in a hurry. You don't have to worry. You don't have to call somebody. You don't have to do anything. You still have your PSL for next year. Season tickets in the way that we know them are wiped out for this year and rolled to 2021. Now, if you've already paid in and you need that money and you want a refund, you have the ability to go ahead and get a refund. If you've paid that money in and you want to roll it to next year, you can do that. Here's the other thing. If you've done either one of those two things or or you're wondering about either one of those two things, you can wait to see what the plan is going to be for capacity and what your availability is in terms of tickets for 2020. And if you don't like that, then you can make a decision then. You don't have to be in a hurry. Your PSL is safe for 2021. And so that's the most important thing that you need to know at this time. The other thing you need to know too, if you're not a season ticket member, if you've purchased single game tickets, the money's being refunded for that. So as it stands right now, there are no single game tickets. Again, to repeat, at a certain point, we will learn what capacity of Nissan Stadium can be. And at that moment, season ticket members will have opportunities to purchase tickets. So as Coach Mack likes to say, keep your powder dry. Don't worry about jumping in on anything. If you you need to, totally understand. If you want to, if you just say, I'm not going to be comfortable going to games this year, that's cool too. You can do the refund. You can move the money to next year. Or you can just wait and then make that decision after you hear about capacity and what your opportunities are going to be. So I've done a bunch of work with our folks this week, talking through different scenarios. 
And that's the generalization of all of it right now. Make sense? Absolutely, it makes sense. And I think that it's great that there's so many different options and there's a lot of different ways that season ticket members can kind of feel things out leading up to the season. I think the important thing to reemphasize in that is that what you're seeing for the preseason, whatever that decision is, may not be what is decided for the regular season. So don't base your plans for October or November on what you're seeing in August, because those may not be the same thing. For example, we could get word in July about what the preseason stadium configuration is gonna be in terms of seating. And then in a couple weeks, in early August, we could find out something completely different. But I mean, let's face it, it feels like things have changed in the last four days. I mean, what we're seeing in college right now is we're already seeing big steps and people are like, why now? Is it because of the concern about what's happening with COVID-19 nationwide? Well, sure, there's some of that, but it also has to do with the fact that it's time. We're here. Football had time and now football doesn't have time anymore. Time is beginning to run out. We are going to utilize, and other NFL teams too, we are going to utilize the time we have remaining, potentially, to differentiate between the preseason and the regular season. But bottom line, this is going to come fast, Amy. We're going to continue to have information and being able to sort of pick through it is a a big deal. But what NFL teams overall are doing, no matter how they announce their plan, is they're making sure their fans know they are not going to be penalized for anything in 2020. And I think that's a good thing. Again, how it gets listed how they say they're going to do it. Jacksonville announcing today they're going to be at 25% capacity at TIAA Bank Field. They feel like they can be that specific right now. Some teams and some municipalities, they don't feel like they can be that specific yet. And that's going to come. I'm resisting every urge to make a joke about the Jags attendance. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm holding it in. You cannot do that. I'm, I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. Have you talked to any of the people working at St. Thomas Sports Park right now who are back in the building? Just briefly. I have had minimal contact. I'm not trying to get this disease, you know. I'm, I'm hanging out at home. I've heard it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. The whole planning thing that's going on there right now about the return for training camp protocol is really phenomenal. And this is a little bit of behind the curtain stuff that I think people might find interesting. So Amy Adams Strunk comes in in 2015 and she sees a staff that is a lot of talented people, a lot of good people, but not enough people. Right. So she has added staff left and right. I think the number we last heard is that she's added over 80 staff positions since she became owner five years ago. Bottom line is some of them are in football, some of them are in business. We have people working at the stadium and the ticket office. We have people working at St. Thomas Sports Park. We have a group of folks who work across the street from us because we're out of room. And so we're building this new building. And everybody's excited about the new building. That's where the business staff is going to go. And then the football staff, as we understand it now, is going to take over the current building fully because they need the room. This is going to be finished next year, right? 2021? That's what I had heard, the off-season of 21. Okay. 
So right now, St. Thomas Sports Park, and since last fall, has been a construction zone. They've taken up a lot of parking spots where people used to stand on field one for training camp, gone yep. because they're, they're, they're building. All right. So training camp this year was already going to be kind of baffling. And I really thought we might go away for a little while. We might go scrimmage against somebody. I don't know that fans were going to be admitted anyway. I mean, there was a lot of talk and a, and a lot of things that we're going to have to plan. And then COVID-19 hits. Right. And so now we work in a building that's a construction zone already <laughs> that has limited access in different areas. Open spaces that were there before are no longer open. And we got to go back to training camp and we got to go back to business at some point. And so what they are having to do just to get the building ready for football, I mean, putting arrows in different places that you can only walk one way for the social distancing, social distancing in the locker room, the weight room, the training room, the cafeteria, cleaning supplies. Think about the cleaning supplies you're having to buy. Towels, extra towels, extra laundry. You know, obviously there's going to be COVID-19 testing when people come in the building. Amy, where are they going to do it? I don't know. I have no idea. That's it. I mean, do you do the drive-by like they're doing at some places? Do you have some sort of outdoor tent or trailer? The people who are doing this planning right now, with the fact that it was already a construction zone, and now you have all of these protocols thrown in, it's a phenomenal puzzle. And this is normally, as we mentioned last week, this is normally the downtime of the year. Instead, all the people who would be on vacation, like John Robinson and people of his, of his pay grade, they're trying to figure this out. Not only are they trying to figure out what we're going to do at the stadium as far as tickets and attendance and all of this, but they're trying to figure out what we're going to do as far as, as having training camp. And man, it is a complicated, complicated deal. Having training camp in a construction site is not ideal. It's hard. It was not the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a fun thing to do just anyway. Having training camp during COVID-19, it turns out, is really hard. Having the two together and needing to spread out in a smaller space, <laughs> definitely not ideal. I'm foreseeing a lot of plexiglass in my future. Yeah, I think so. is not a material that I've encountered much before. So I'm, I'm interested to see how all of this is going to play out. You mean like riding in the back of a police car? Well, yeah. I mean, I've never been in the back of a police car. Oh, come on. Stop lying. No, I really haven't. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't exactly know that that's what that was. I was thinking more like a sure. limousine or a taxi. <laughs> sure. You can Other try to convince everybody of that. <laughs> I haven't. I promise. You can Google that. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I'm sure somebody is right now as they listen to the <laughs> OTP brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, I think plexiglass is going to be a big deal at a lot of offices. And, you know, what's really wild, too, about this is what we're talking about, for the most part, is football, you know, and, and the football operation and getting the players around and, you know, how they're going to be in for training camp. We're, we're hearing that the, the protocols are in place for the the, the training camp and for game day things with the players and the, the league, all that's, it seems like that's been ironed out. They've still got to iron out how testing is going to be done, 
They've still got to iron out the preseason games. Do we have them at all? Do we have two? They've still got to iron out some money things because with the reduced capacity in stadiums, the league is not going to make as much revenue. And so there are still big issues to be ironed out. There, There's time for all of those. But then with the protocols too, you've got the staff protocols because people have to go back to work to get ready for the season. We're now to the time that, some people can probably still work from home, but not everybody can. So right. how do they separate the staff, the worker bees, from the football staff? That's going to be interesting. Probably a lot of plexiglass, I would think. A lot of plexiglass. And I've been interested in watching how some of the other professional sports leagues are putting together the things that they're doing whether or not they'd actually trans be transferable to the NFL setting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just wouldn't make sense because of the sheer volume of people that are affiliated with an NFL team as opposed to, say, basketball or soccer or things like that. But watching the way that they're doing some of the tournaments in Orlando and some of the different what protocols that they have and the different ways that they are managing people, whether it be staff or coaches and players, I've been kind of paying a lot of attention to those things to see how they do it and just to try to get an idea of what the world could look like. I mean, there's no playbook for this. There is no, no precedent. So it's just trying to figure out well, what's working for those guys over there? How could that maybe apply to the NFL in some way? So, I mean, I'm grasping at straws. Anything that seems like it could be remotely applicable, I'm watching. How are people going to notice differences in our coverage of the team at a training camp? Give me an opinion. I think that if people are enjoying the Zoom format, they are in for a treat because I think that Zoom and some of these video formats are going to be a big way that we're getting our information. I have a feeling that a lot of interviews that you see, a lot of uh, press conferences, instead of having everyone crammed into a press room, are going to be via Zoom. I think that you're going to see a lot more video conferences, a lot more one-on-ones via team cam or something of that elk, you know? I think that there aren't going to be a ton of interviews that are done with two people in the same room or multiple people in one room. You know, I think that it's going to be, if you're able to talk to someone and have a conversation via a video chat, like we're doing right now, I think that's what we're going to be doing. Sounds like we may be able to watch practice though. Yeah. With a mask on, you know, what sounds worse than a mask in July outside for suit. three hours? That's true. A hazmat suit would be worse. Any sort of like helmet really would not be ideal. But it, I mean, yeah, I think that hopefully we'll be able to see some practice as long as we're wearing the proper protective gear and that'll be good. But I don't foresee being able to communicate with too many people while we're out there. It was even looking like in games, there was one memo I saw where like the sidelines for games. So my job where I would be, I might be required to kind of be on the opposite side of the field from where the bench is. That could be an interesting thing too. Physical distance is going to be something that I think we're all going to have to get used to. I mean, we're so used to just being right up in the mix, Mike and I both. Game day protocols were interesting uh, that the, the players and the league agreed to, and some of the players weren't happy, I guess the PA agreed to, 
the jersey swap is getting the most attention. There will be no jersey swap. There will be no post-game handshake. There will be no driving your own car to the state. Yeah, that's going to be sad. They will get on a bus, which is not, I mean, for the visiting team, it's what you do anyway. For the home team, it's not as bad as you may think because they're at a hotel anyway. They're together anyway, so they can do it. Maybe that they have to park their car at the stadium the night before, so then they can leave in their own car right afterwards. You know, and, and there's been so much talk about, I know Richard Sherman immediately said, how ridiculous is that that we're going to play football for three hours and then we can't swap jerseys. But what it comes down to in a lot of these things is we know that the close contact in football is going to be part of the risk. They're trying to go at risk mitigation everywhere else they can. They're trying to control the circumstances wherever they can outside of that. And I mean, I think that's the only thing you can do. I get that it is counterintuitive that you let guys block and tackle for three hours and you think that they're not going to come in contact in close quarters. And then you say you can't shake hands or hug your buddy from high school or switch jerseys after the game, but it's the only thing they can do. The other thing too is no locker room interviews. Mm -hmm. I guess guys will have to come to the podium. Yeah. So that's doable. But gonna be gonna be a very different post game. I think you know the first person that will probably hear talk after a game will be the head coach. Normally, there's been some player interaction pretty quickly, but that's gonna be different. Yep. I'll tell you what, though, this time in the world has really opened my eyes to how disgusting things that we did on a daily basis were. Like we we're very germy people, and me especially. I I explore the world with my hands, and I've learned that that's gross. But jersey swaps are truly disgusting. You sweat in that jersey for four hours. You've been spit on, you've been rolling around in the dirt. Might have bled. Yeah, you are the most disgusting that you have been all week. And you take it off and hand it to your friend and then take his. It's gross. I just don't like it because I'm old school. I've never cared for the whole jersey swap. And listen, I They're not mortal enemies. Most of those guys have known each other for years. They're friends. They have respect. They're professionals. I get it. Just the seven-year-old fan in me that that is still there, the little guy who started following ball years ago, I don't want to see my dude holding the jersey of the team that I just played. You don't want him to break the illusion. No, I don't want the fourth wall going down. I don't want them to be pal. I don't... As a fan, I don't want to see that because I don't like that team. And again, I I totally get it. And if they want to go out and they want to do that after the fact, great. And if they want to do it for a charity auction, I think it's wonderful. And I have respect for players all over the league. I don't hate players all over the league. And I, I mean, I don't have hate in my heart in that way. I'm just saying as a fan, I don't want to see one of our players holding an Indianapolis or a Baltimore jersey. I get it. I like our players. I love our players. I love our team. So the whole jersey swap thing going away, this is one of the things that for me as a fan, I don't care for it. I know a lot of people don't agree with it. I know it makes me sound 140 years old. I get it. But it's still, it's the seven-year-old boy in me not wanting to think of someone, you know, on another team, not my guy. 
I understand, but more than anything, it's gross, Mike. It's gross. It's okay. Just disgusting. And the same thing goes for fans. I'm talking to Titans fans right now who want gloves, who want shoes, socks, the towel that he wiped all over his face and then hands Sweatbands. you. You guys are gross. It's yucky. It just is. If you want a jersey, have it laundered first. Like, don't just put that in a frame and hang it in your house. That's gross. But that's not going to happen anyway due to the first eight rows being tarped off. Yeah. And there's been a lot of talk nationally about that's being done for advertiser revenue. And I'm sure teams will take advantage of it for sponsors. It's really being done for player safety. Yeah. And for fan safety to keep everybody apart. Because tarping off eight rows means for sure you're not going to be able to, you know, get any sort of, what do they call it? Respiratory droplets. Droplet. That's the word. That's the word. I haven't learned that fully. Nobody's getting any droplets on anybody else. The fans aren't getting droplets on players from eight rows away. Did you think we would ever devolve into this on the OTP? I'll tell you what, I didn't even know what I didn't know. You know, there are so many ways that germs can travel. Everything is disgusting. I didn't realize how many things I touch in a day. Like I do everything but lick the floor, it turns out. I'm disgusting. And it has been really hard for me to remember that I need to keep my hands to myself. I need to just not touch things and I need to germex all the time. This has been hard for me. Can we please isolate the quote of Amy Wells saying, I do everything but lick the floor so I can just have that on a loop? I want that to be my ringtone. I lean That's on awesome. things. I know, you do. <laughs> I touch everything. But you're not a close talker. I'm not a close talker and I don't touch people. Like, I'm not a people toucher. But man, I will lean on a wall or a banister. I'll roll around on the floor. I'm horrible. I'm disgusting. You know, that's a thing with me. I can't, I'm just not, I just kind of like to stay in my own little space. I'm not a germaphobe. I'm just a, <laughs> what do you say? I'm not friendly. I hate people. <laughs> <You> hate people. <laughs> that's not true. But, but you're probably not going to get sick. But I don't get sick much. That's true. <laughs> okay. So what to keep an eye on in the next week? Here's the thing that as an NFL fan, not just a Titans fan, and I know Titans fans are talking about Derrick Henry and they're talking about Jadevian Clowney and, you know, contract extensions for guys who are up after this year and all these sorts of things. But you heard the whole thing about reported. The owners want the players to put 35% of their salary in escrow for this year. And it really did not seem like the players liked that. Very no, it didn't seem to go over well, eh? The response was not fabulous. <laughs> and people are like, why would, that's greedy. Why would they want, and it's like, no, you've got to stop and think about the economics of the NFL. Unlike Major League Baseball, the players get a certain part of gross adjusted revenues from the league. And so the pot of the gross adjusted revenues is then divided by 32, and that determines the salary cap every year. So this year, the salary cap is 198 0.2 million dollars. The players get 47, 48%. I'm not sure where it is with the new CBA coming in, but just under 50%. So in essence, could you call them partners? Sure. Okay. I would. Yeah, they're they're partners. You know, that's how they determine how much money each team gets. And subsequently, 
that determines how much money there is to spend on player salary. Well, why the league has been talking about the 35% escrow thing, reportedly, is because if we don't have fans in the stands, billions of dollars are going to be lost. Reports say up to $3 billion, which could be roughly 15 to 20% of what the revenues end up being. I mean, it's a pretty big chunk. So who loses out on that next year? Players. Yep. The salary cap has the potential to go way down next year. Instead of going up, and it usually goes up about, what, 8 to $10 million a year, it has the potential to go way down. And then what do you do? You know, you got these guys with these big contracts next year, and you're saying, we got to cut guys, we can't sign guys, we, what happens? And so the league has said, to start off with, let's think about what we're having to deal with this season. And then after we get into that, let's hold some of this money just in case, and then you won't have to potentially take a massive hit. Hopefully we don't have to use all 35% in escrow and you get some of that money back, but we hold against a massive problem next year. The players have already made clear that they don't want to do the 35% and that whatever loss happens this year, they sort of space that out over a longer period of time, multiple years. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. It sure doesn't seem like the salary cap goes up much next year. I mean, best case scenario, salary cap doesn't go down, but whatever. So right now, I mean, being in a position where you've got to have internal discipline with what you're doing because of, let's go back to this, what I don't know. Mm -hmm. If you're John Robinson and different people throughout the league, the process has changed a lot over the last three months based on COVID and not understanding, I mean, what you may need during the season, Amy, think about that. Right. You don't know. You don't know. What if you lose four or five guys? What, I mean, what happens? I mean, you obviously have to have a reserve of money every year, but do you need more this year in case you have a situation that comes up? Do you need to save some money towards next year for fear that you could be in a horrible situation? I mean, the internal discipline thing is a bigger deal. I think that is something that's going to be talked about over the last week. And that's going to be a big talking point that I think you're going to hear nationally as we move toward training camp. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you made a point that hadn't really occurred to me is that teams are going to have to be a lot more careful about how they use their money because of what this season could bring. You don't know who's going to get injured. You don't know if COVID's how they're going to classify that, if that's going to be classified as an injury. You have to anticipate that there are going to be different injuries than you normally see because of the different off season. We saw it in 2011. We're probably going to see it this year. So thinking about all of that and the way that you allocate your money, because you might have holes to fill in, That's a very interesting thought. Uh, That had never occurred to me. Keep in mind how many of us are trying to keep just a little bit more in our bank account right now, trying to save a little bit, not knowing what certain things are going to look like going forward. You know, and I think that's the way teams are going to have to be, too. I think that is going to be a storyline as we move through the month of July, because teams have this uncertainty about not, not only what 2020 is going to look like, but 2021, 2022, and so on and so forth. I mean, there were a lot of people who thought the salary cap when the new TV contracts got done 
would probably jump up to 250 million pretty quickly. And now it kind of doesn't feel, you know, it certainly doesn't feel like the gains are going to be as great. And this is going to be a big area of conversation between the union and the owners over the next couple of weeks about how they're going to choose to handle it. It's just another one of the wait and see what happens, but it seems more and more as we get closer to training camp, what the players union is thinking and all of those discussions with the NFL and everything else, those seem to be like the conversation to watch in the next 10, 14 days. Well, Mike Florio said it on Pro Football Talk this morning. He said they've gotten a lot of the issues lined up, but the big ones are still yet to come. And that's obviously one of the big ones. So. I mean, he's correct. You're listening to the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look to the folks at Farm Bureau Health Plans when you need someone who understands the X's and O's of healthcare coverage. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. All right, so what are you watching on TV right now? You know, I'm kind of in a lull where I need a new show. Got it. Yeah, you have it? Help me. Yellowstone. Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Kevin Costner. You got to watch Yellowstone. You like Ozark, right? Yes. It's the intrigue of Ozark in Montana. It's not about crazy people like Jason Bateman and, you know, laundering money, but it's the same sort of intrigue in a more beautiful setting. No offense to your home state. There are some great characters. It's on the Paramount Network. You can get whole seasons. Write it down. I'm writing it down right now. Yellowstone is your show. And I know this is not an original thought because I know a lot of people have liked Yellowstone, but you've got to watch it. I've watched Hamilton like 15 times. Yeah, yeah, this is better than that. I think they're about to just shut my TV off. Yeah, this is better than that. Nothing is better than that, but... Yeah, it's a lot better. Did you watch it, Mike? You've seen it on the stage. I saw it in Chicago. Yeah, it was really great. Right, but you haven't watched it. It was so fantastic. It was my favorite ever. The Disney Plus, you haven't watched it? No, no, I passed. Thank you. Oh, Mike, it's really good. I'm sure it I'm sure it truly I is. think you would like it. I Come on really over would. sometime. I'll make you a meal and you can watch Hamilton. You'll well, love that it. would be a story. <laughs> it's almost as big a story as you've never been in the back of a police car. Have it. Yeah, sure. And you really are welcome to come over for dinner. You've had a lot of hits on this show. I tell you <laughs> something, this is going to be your all-time edition of the OTP. We should just call this the Amy Wells edition. You have starred on this particular program. Well, I don't think that's the case. I'm just telling you how it is, Mike. You've called players gross. Okay, that is gross. You've gone into the depths of plexiglass. You've talked about Hamilton multiple times. You've made claims you've never been in the back of a police car. I've got a lot going on, Mike. I have a lot of time. You do. A lot of free time. A lot of free time. A lot of free time. Well, we're going to have a lot happening with the Titans, and we will keep you informed at TennesseeTitans.com. Thank you for downloading the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Please tell your friends, because every subscriber we add, Amy Wells gets $5. That's actually true. Yeah, it's helping her pay for her fancy new house, So, uh, which has a wine fridge, by the way. I do have a wine fridge, and it is fully loaded with $10 wines. It looks very fancy. It looks very fancy. All right, so we're going to be back with a lot more over the next couple of weeks. We're getting back into our rhythm. Here's the good news, folks. Training camp's on. The NFL has been charging forward the entire offseason. We're hopeful that's going to continue to happen. 
wear your mask, keep your fingers crossed, take care of uh, each other because we want to play ball this fall and we know you want us to play ball. And we also know this too, wherever you're listening to us around the country and around the world, you know, be safe and, and be smart. And thank you for supporting the Tennessee Titans. Your enthusiasm for what we do. I know Jim White feels this way. Dave McGinnis feels this way. We, we appreciate you. We really do. Yep, absolutely. Stay safe, everybody. Wear your mask. And we're going to give you access to everything that we possibly can. So just hang with us. We're going to get you there. There will be football happening. We won't touch anything. That's we're going to be the whole anything. key. We're not touching anything Mm-mm. or anybody. But we're going to get you there. I've got so much Germax, you wouldn't even believe it. We're good. For Brian Myers and Ashley Farrell and Amy Wells, Mike Keith thanks you for listening to this edition of the OTP.